0: If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God. The amazing K-8 through faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night. But it will help you sleep better, knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life.
1: Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen, and I'm here with Jill, and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill, how's it going? Hi, good. Hello, Colleen. (laughs) I am wondering, because we had a conversation a while back and I've been doing some new things since we had that conversation, and so I want to kind of go back to what we were talking about since I know more now. And I'm curious if you've been doing anything new lately with AI.
0: Oh boy. Uh, (laughs) AI hit a turn in my building this week. (laughs) So couldn't be
1: better timing to bring that up. So yeah, it's, it's evolving. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what happened or do you want me to tell you the fun things that I've been doing? (laughs) Uh you start, I'll jump in. Mine's kind of cranky, so you uh, you go with okay. yours. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah. Cause I have kind of a fun one actually. And it it started Good. because I was having um I was having a conversation with an interventionist. And she's an interventionist at a school where she has a pretty heavy caseload of students with some pretty significant learning issues. And so we're talking and she's like, okay, she's like, I can figure out you know, a lot of these kids, I, I know the interventions that I need to do when I pull them out. I know what I need to do when I go into the classroom, but I've got a couple and I'm super stuck. Can you help me? I'm like, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun, right? Let's solve this problem. So she says, okay, I have a, and I want to say, I, I don't know if I'm getting this exactly correct, but I want to say it was a sixth grader with dyslexia who is also gifted. And the teachers are okay. really having a hard time Reaching this student, and he's just super, just like high flying, hungry, and has difficulty accessing the information. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Can you tell me something that the student is learning right now? Like, what's a topic that he's struggling to learn? She's like, let's go with, um, you know, science. Let's go water cycle. <laughs> okay, sure. Let's look that up. So we. Um, I said, you know what, let's let's try let's try chat GPT. Let's see what we can find. And I so I put in the question. I have a and I can't remember, fourth grade, sixth grade student with dyslexia, who is also gifted. Give me five activities, you know, for this student to be able to do. Um it came up with amazing things. Actually, I think I got 10 mm. suggestions out of it that the interventionist and I were able to look at and say, okay, I think four of these are super workable. So here's, you know, again, here's the moment where it's going to spit out a bunch of stuff at you. And um, and then I've been doing this um, more and more actually in, in my, my the, the fun little program that I like to play with is called Magic School AI, Magic School AI. Mm. Uh, It has a lot of different, a lot of different, it will do many, many different things uh, for enrichment, for interventions, um, summarization, leveling text, you name it. It does all kinds of magical things. But whether you're using, you know, really any, whatever AI program it is that you're using, it really does come back to. What is the teacher doing then to discern what is best for that child? So it's not mm-hmm. just, oh, great, now I have 10 ideas. Let's dive in. We'll start with number one. You really still have to be very careful about what you're using, but it gives you a bunch of ideas to work with. So it was, that's pretty yeah. exciting. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And your example is not far off from what you would just Google. Like, I, you know, uh, six months ago, I would have just Googled sure. that. Ideas for da-da-da-da. It just would have been, I would have been sorting through a bunch of websites, yes. which is not mm-hmm. that impossible to do either. So it's not far off from the AI of a Google no, search. No, it's a time uh, you know. for
1: sure. It really is. Yeah. And
0: I I just recently listened to our AI mm-hmm. week because sometimes I listen back to our mm-hmm. episodes. And I was thinking about how we were discussing during AI week, You know, adult tool versus kid, like kids who don't understand where the line is, which was funny because this week, like this week it just hit, it hit and it actually two things happened at once. First is in in our initial conversations, I was talking about how I'm getting my doctorate from Creighton and last summer during residency, we had this big session on what's the future of the dissertation with AI. Mm -hmm. OK, so now fast forward, um, we are at the midterm of fall and we get um, an, like a campus wide email that the syllabuses have changed with this updated addendum about AI. So like so Creighton now midterm created mm-hmm. their policy on AI and all about um, like integrity and uh, copying work. But then the next day, so this is nuts. So I I opened it, you know, I'm in in student mode opening that thinking, oh, okay, we were just talking about that this summer. And then I get to school the next day and there's a whole batch of student English papers Mm -hmm. that totally don't have revision history in their Google Docs and don't sound like the student voice. And Mm -hmm. it's a co-taught class between special educator and English teacher, you know, two teachers in this class. And they're starting to just uncover what was going on there. And what stinks is that the student papers weren't an impossible thing. It was supposed to be personal narrative. Oh no. So it's not <gasps> even like a really difficult research paper. Like these kids later this semester will be tackling Frankenstein. Right. So if they're if they're finding a desperate moment of AI using in a personal narrative unit. I'm really worried. So, um, you know, so we were thinking about like mitigation strategies and honesty and, you know, have we even been talking to students enough about this? Cause we thought we were, but maybe not every teacher in every class had been, but now that we're trying to show them that this isn't their writing, they're saying things like, yeah, but I just put it all, I just copied and pasted my paper into a, uh, you know, into chat so that I could, it could find all my grammar mistakes. And then someone says, well, isn't that the same as using Grammarly? And, Mm -hmm. you know, so their arguments, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that their arguments are valid, but we hadn't had enough conversations for them to understand where the lines were. Um, Because when you kicked some of them back into AI, it was producing the same thing. Or like if you put the prompt in, it was giving like nearly identical personal narratives back. Because, you know, we talked about how plagiarism softwares weren't going to catch stuff. Mm um but they're kind of close so if you weren't doing it you weren't doing like iterations of like if you just if you just asked it like one time write a personal narrative about whatever it was going to kick out exactly what these kids did so there was a huge range of student errors in this space and so uh, i i'm not in i'm not in this role um i'm not the disciplinarian or the teacher right now so I'm just watching other people unfold this like sleuthing of how much of this paper did the kid actually write and why are we even grading for grammar if we know they're going to do this or what do we do with. um, I mean, I think the biggest my biggest advice, because now I have like these philosophical differences between some teachers and our instructional coach right now who are Mm -hmm. both trying to do this work together um, you know, one solution, although it's, it's hard and it takes a while is if kids are doing this in a Google doc, they have to do all of it in the Google doc. Yeah. They have to yep. actually physically make all the changes in the Google doc, because what was happening is they're kicking it over to chat and then pasting the whole thing back with all the mistakes <laughs> corrected. Uh, so, you know, but they're like, well, how is that different than if my mom, you know, takes my paper with a red pen and, um, you know, like it's it's just complicated. So we need to get we need to buckle down on getting our school's policy in order. But again, and we said this during AI week: if you're not having these conversations, it's happening oh, it's around happening. you. I guarantee yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I guarantee it. So
1: I just had so, I just had a very similar conversation to that with a school leader where I had been looking at examples of student work, and it was freshman student work, and there was such a wide variety. And I came across this one example of student work, and I said, I'm sorry, but why was this student not told that he or she had to put type it, get it spell checked, uh, get it grammar checked? Like clearly, there's a there's a problem here, and the student just handed in. I mean, it, it was not not acceptable ninth grade work, you know. So, and and right. I didn't even ask. Does this student have? Um, you know, a diagnosed learning disabilities. Does the student have a learning plan? What are the accommodations the student's supposed to have? Of course, that's what's going on in my head because that's always my lens, right? But that should be a requirement and and inaccessible to every single, every single student, not just some students. And knowing that that technology is available, I'm sorry, you should never hand anything in that's a final project like that. That's like test grade, you know, status, like a huge assignment like that, that is not checked. And it should it shouldn't be except that the technology exists. We need to be using it for the right things. So, um, is that different from back in the day when your mom took the red pen to it and and you know helped you edit it? No, like it's you yeah. have to be doing using that. it
0: for the right things. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, I got I got an example from a professor uh, over the weekend, and she said that last spring a student in a French class um, turned in and you know a an essay answer that used a, um, verb tense that isn't just complicated for a first year (laughs) French student, but also like is no longer used, you know, like we have old English, there's like old French. So it's not even a verb tense used anymore. And still that student was trying to fight Mm -hmm. that they didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. It's like, no, you clearly, like you clearly did not know that verb tense. It's not even one that's used anymore. So interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, well, okay. complicated. This has been, there's the bell, Jill. Um, we've got to go back to class. So this has really been a good recap from our conversations from AI week. Um, so if you're listening and you didn't listen to AI week, go go back and listen to that. I think that was back in September. I, <laughs> I'm not even sure, but okay, there we are. Um, I'm sure we'll be having this conversation more as the year goes on. Um, thanks for the energy boost. And we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers.